The following program does not offer personal medical advice. Please consult your doctor before using any treatment or product we cover. Welcome to Go to Health Radio with your host, Jonathan Marks. We provide a welcoming environment where experts educate you on important health topics, answer your questions, and provide information from which you can benefit in consultation with your doctor. And now, here is Jonathan Marks. Hello, everybody. This is Jonathan Marks, your host. Welcome back. It's so good to be with you. If you're a member of the public, we help you elevate your life with expert health news you can use. And if you're a health expert, we love to have you come on the show to promote your evidence-based expertise, knowledge, books, research, and products, all to help our audience improve the quality of their lives and achieve more successful outcomes. Thank you so much for being here today. So the topic for our show today is how future healthcare will change our lives. Let me ask you some questions. Do you worry about the rising cost of healthcare and how you and your family can afford healthcare? I'm sure we all do. Are you able to get the healthcare you want when you need it? Is it available to you? Can you afford it? And then following COVID, are you wishing for more in-home access to healthcare with virtual visits or telehealth or using new healthcare apps so you can have more control over and convenience in your healthcare and its delivery? If you've answered yes to any of these questions, stick around to take in this show. I'm talking to you about the future of healthcare and how it's going to affect your life and what you can do with it. And so stick with me for great information that will give you the big picture of where we're all headed. But before we get started today, I wanted to take a moment to thank all of you in our audience. Our show statistics are growing consistently over 30% a month. And in addition to the United States, we now have audience in 23 countries. People are listening to us on Voice America, on seven or more podcast networks, and you're also watching us on our website at gotohealthmedia.com. Wherever you are and however you're joining us, thank you for inviting us into your home, your car, your office, your life. You can like us and share your thoughts on feedback, follow us on Twitter and LinkedIn. And please, if you have just a moment, leave us a testimonial to let us know how we're doing and what you'd like to learn more about. You can do that by visiting our website at gotohealthmedia.com and clicking testimonials. And tell your friends about our show and help us build our audience by sending them to gotohealthmedia.com and having them click the tab that says get updates. That will help us grow the audience and spread the word for what we're doing. Thanks so much again for your support. So let's get on with today's show. I've been attending a recent health conference uh, that's been in Boston and also uh, virtually online. It's called Health, H-L-T-H. They are in their fourth year. It's a huge conference. It's got 6,000 attendees, 300 speakers, 500 sponsors, and they represent every part of the healthcare ecosystem. The motto for this year is, Dear Future, We're Coming For You. And I've been attending this conference, as I mentioned, and there are four huge issues that have come up at the conference that the uh, speakers have addressed. First is health disparities. We know this particularly, again, from COVID and what communities have been able to get uh, access to healthcare and what communities have not. 
The second issue is prescription drug costs. And how are we going to manage pricing on that? There's been a lot of unhappiness around that. Third is increasing quality of care through changes in pricing and how healthcare is priced. Also changes in care coordination, how different parts of the healthcare system coordinate with each other to provide you with the best care because your care is not just a one person effort. It really is a team effort. And also there's a big topic about improving and building provider and patient partnerships. And the final big issue it discussed at the conference is a wave of new technologies, increasing access to patients and driving down costs. We're gonna be talking about all four of these in the next hour. Um, but before we, I started talking about these, I wanted to share some facts and figures with you that I learned at the conference. Uh, it's been a great putting together of what the whole health landscape looks like in the last year. Uh, so let me share some of those facts and figures with you. If you want to hear them again, because I'll share a lot, um, you can go to our website uh, in a couple of days at gotohealthmedia.com, and I will down I will make available for download uh, a slide set that has these COVID facts and figures and this presentation. So, unfortunately, with the COVID crisis, 4.5 million lives have been lost in the world due to COVID. One in 500 Americans have passed, over 700,000. The good news is by mid-October of this year, 2021, 57% of us in the US are vaccinated. And amazingly, this has really been amazing, there have been 5 billion or almost 6 billion doses of the vaccine administered globally. This is a total manufacturing miracle. The fact that we got this vaccine so quickly and that we got it manufactured and distributed to the world so quickly, 5.8 billion doses. Now this compares the 57% uh, vaccinated I spoke with about a minute ago compares with 91% of children and teenagers who are vaccinated against measles, mumps, and rubella. 91% against chickenpox, 92% against polio, 91% against hepatitis B. So we're stuck at 57%, but I believe in the American people and our wisdom, and I'm sure these percentages will climb to where the COVID vaccine just becomes another normal vaccine that we take along with all the other vaccines that have helped us live better lives. Unfortunately, 50% of unvaccinated Americans live in low-income households where they may have low levels of information or low levels of access to the vaccine. And in, around the world, in low-income countries, only 1.1% of people have received at least one dose. So low income is a major barrier to addressing these, this pandemic. One in five Americans, very unfortunately, believe in the vaccine hoax, and they believe a microchip is inside the vaccine. Uh, I know many efforts are being taken to try to uh, uh, disqualify some of that misinformation and share uh, the proper information with people. Again, we've had so much success with vaccinations in the country. This is nothing new, and COVID vaccine should be nothing new as well. And we hope if you're not vaccinated that you will get vaccinated soon so that you can help us win over this pandemic. We want to promote science over politics and stand firmly against health and misinformation. 
Unfortunately, between 2019 to 2020, we've had the largest decline in U.S. life expectancy since World War II, disproportionately impacting people of color. If you do get COVID and you're hospitalized, you have a 70% chance of developing long-haul symptoms. So again, you want to try not to just, uh, contract COVID and be hospitalized. Unfortunately, people of color are five times more likely to be hospitalized with COVID. And globally, over a million children have lost a primary caregiver to COVID-19. In addition, there have been a lot of mental tolls. 63% of our younger generations suffer from significant symptoms of anxiety or depression in the United States. Overdose deaths in the US have jumped nearly 30% between 2019 and 2020 with the highest increase among our youth. This whole stay at home has been very, very taxing on youth and we need to get back to normal life as soon as possible. 60% of healthcare workers say COVID has severely impacted their mental health. In February of 2021, mental health conditioners, mental health conditions accounted for 55% of telehealth visits. That's great because people are addressing their health conditions with a new technology in telehealth. Unfortunately, unpaid caregivers increased to 20% of all U.S. adults. That means 20% of us are now being unpaid to be a caregiver in the home. And one third of employees have left a job to manage an unmet caregiving need. COVID has really had a huge impact. We wanna get through this as quickly as possible so we can get our economy and our health, our social life and our healthcare back to normal if there can be a new normal. But let me share some good news. There have been some amazing healthcare achievements. Roughly 2.3 million cancer deaths were averted between 1991 and 2018, almost two decades, due to, due to reductions in smoking, earlier detection, and new therapies. In 2021, the brain signals of a man unable to speak were harnessed and his intended words were successfully translated onto a computer screen. Amazingly, the first ever transient pacemaker harmlessly dissolved in a body after it was no longer needed. And researchers are developing CRISPR case therapies for a wide range of diseases, including inherited eyes disease, neurodegenerative conditions such as Alzheimer's and Huntington's, and non-inherited diseases such as cancer and HIV. In fact, CRISPR human trials are already underway for many of these diseases. So what's a CRISPR trial? It's where CRISPR tools are used to turn genes on and off without editing the DNA uh, sequence itself. These strategies known as CRISPR activation and inhibition don't require making breaks in a patient's DNA, so they're safer <clears throat> excuse me, but it's unclear how long their effects will last in humans. We're doing the research to find out. And in June, groundbreaking uh, human CRISPR trials released data indicating treatment worked. Researchers, researchers are delivering brain tumor therapies directly across the blood-brain barrier. So there are amazing advances being made in medical care through technology. 
Now, what's the status of the overall healthcare system in the United States? Unfortunately, there was a recent survey just published by the Commonwealth Fund that shows the U.S. healthcare system ranks last overall among 11 high-income countries. Among contributors to the poor showing by the U.S. is that half, 50% of lower-income adults, and 27%, a quarter of higher-income adults, say costs keep them getting needed health care. Costs are in the way. In a stark comparison, the researchers found that a high-income person in the U.S. was more likely to report financial barriers than a low-income person in nearly all other countries surveyed, including Australia, Canada, France, Germany, the Netherlands, New Zealand, Norway, Sweden, Switzerland, and the U.K. The U.S. also has the highest infant mortality rate and the lowest life expectancy rate after the age of 60 compared with other countries surveyed. The U.S. rate of preventable mortality is more than double that of the best performing country, Switzerland. The only category in which the United States did not rank last was in care process, where it ranked number two behind New Zealand. The care process category combines preventive care, safe care, coordinated care, and patient engagement and preferences. And the category includes indicators such as mammography screening, influenza vaccination for older adults, as well as the percentage of adults counseled by a healthcare provider about nutrition, smoking, or alcohol use. However, the cost of our care is just ballooning in the United States. $210 billion was spent on unnecessary medical costs. Medical bills account for 62% of all bankruptcies. 66% of low-income community clinics do not have adequate resources to serve individuals who walk in through their doors. And over in 2020, poverty had the biggest single-year jump since the government began tracking those statistics 60 years ago in 1960. Finally, the growing number of aging baby boomers has grown by 34%, which is going to mean more health care needs in the United States. The Vice President of International Health Policy and Practice Innovations at the Commonwealth Fund pointed out a number of areas for improvement. The U.S. shortcomings come despite spending more than twice as much of GDP than the average country. We spend about 17% of our total gross domestic project on health care, but our outcomes are the worst. The U.S. delivers too little of the care that's most needed and offers deliver that care and often delivers that care too late as special especially for people with chronic diseases in expanding our insurance coverage the united states is only one of 11 countries that lacks universal coverage and nearly 30 million people remain uninsured the united states must also improve access to care reducing income related barriers And the fear of unpredictably high bills and other issues prevent people in the U.S. from getting the care they timely need. We know from research that more than two-thirds of U.S. adults say their potential out-of-pocket costs would figure prominently in their decisions to get care if they had coronavirus symptoms. 
So this is kind of an overview of where we stand in the U.S. in terms of our health care. Those are facts. What I want to do in the next segments is talk about the healthcare of the future and how corporations and nonprofits are working to increase the access to healthcare, reduce the cost, and also make healthcare much more democratized in terms of using technology. It's a fascinating development at this conference that has been discussed, and I want to share those future that future with you so you have a big picture of where we're going in healthcare and what role you can take in play in increasing the your own health and getting better health outcomes so stay with us we'll be back to talk more about the future of healthcare and again if you want to give us a like you can do so on facebook on twitter on LinkedIn, or you can leave us a testimonial at gotohealthmedia.com, click testimonials. We'll be back after this short commercial break with more information about the future of healthcare in your life. Stay with us. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit facebook.com forward slash voice America. Psych Up Live with host Dr. Suzanne Phillips offers a psychological perspective on coping with common and current life issues. This show addresses topics as varied as marital stress, insomnia, depression, raising teens, campus violence, and building self-resilience. Listen in as Dr. Phillips and her guest experts share the latest in books, findings, and information that will inform and enhance your life journey. Psych Up Live is heard every Thursday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Tune in to The Patricia Raskin Show on VoiceAmerica.com every Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time. This is the program that helps you turn obstacles into opportunities, challenges into solutions, and find answers to tough questions with the award-winning powerhouse voice of radio, Patricia Raskin. So tune in and call in to The Patricia Raskin Show, Mondays at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time, right here on the Voice America Variety Channel. Voice America presents a new kind of health awareness talk show, The Sharon Kleina Hour, Health, Environment, and the Power of Water. Show host Sharon Kleina interviews leading scientists to discover how each of us can become proactive in protecting our personal health environment in an increasingly unhealthy world. Every show offers new information that could save your life. The Sharon Kleina Hour is health from an environmental perspective, your ultimate source for a personal environmental lifestyle. Listen Mondays at 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel and Wednesdays at 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Now you don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop. Take Voice America on the go and listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. You are listening to Go to Health Radio. To reach Jonathan Marks or his guest expert on the live program, call in to 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to Jonathan Marks at gotohealthmedia.com. Now, back to this week's show. 
Okay, so we're back now to talk about the future of healthcare. And where I wanted to start here, we've got about three or four topics. I wanted to start with technology. Technology is radically improving how we detect and treat disease. Digital solutions are closing gaps in many areas, in healthcare, in clinical trials. So let me give you a few examples. Of all patients, 80% are more likely to participate in a clinical trial if virtual options are available. Decentralized trials, meaning clinical trials for drugs and 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 um, and um, what's the word I'm looking for? And um, tech. I'm sorry. And medical devices. That's what I'm looking for. Eighty percent of people are more interested in and able to participate in a clinical trial for drugs and devices if they can do so virtually. And what's happening is trials are getting decentralized, meaning they ha- are not happening in one physical place, but they are op- they're happening over the internet and they're opening the door for greater diversity and inclusion in drug and device development. Machine learning is also taking a huge place in how we're learning about disease. And machine learning basically comes from taking data, recognizing uh, similarities in data and also where differences are, and basically being able to predict what works. 89% of machine learning is generated. Cancer treatments are now considered clinically acceptable. So what's happening is computers are taking a look at cancer data in patients and has um, basically machine learning has discovered what works and what works is now being considered clinically acceptable. Good news is three quarters of all health organizations have increased their artificial intelligence and machine learning funding in 2020. So we're going to see a lot more artificial intelligence and machine learning. This is not something to be afraid of. These Uh, capabilities give us a look at analyzing and using big sources of data so that we can improve our healthcare. Another area that's happening in healthcare is in changes in prescription delivery. This year, autonomous vehicles, that means um, uh, vehicles not driven by people, but they're driven alone, they've now joined drones in a prescription delivery pilot to increase access. The U.S. online pharmacy market is expected to grow at 19% between 2020 and 2026. And I'm sure most of you know this, 43% of patients say they check a pharmacy price comparison app for prescription savings. And health app downloads have increased by 25% during the pandemic to give consumers the ability to engage with their health more than ever before. More people are surviving fatal heart attacks because of alerts on their website devices. And shipments of smart health monitoring devices are expected to jump over 23% over last year. That's pretty amazing. Digital health companies raised a record $21.3 billion just through September, surpassing 2020's record-breaking year. So what we can see here is this huge jump in technology, and it's all technology that is focused on bringing healthcare closer to you or having you measure your own healthcare needs with wearable devices in the home so that you can better manage your health. That's all very exciting in terms of having our own healthcare become 
more improved is that we can have more power and we can have more control over our lives. And that's going to be a huge key to improving healthcare in the United States is not relying solely on the system, but relying on ourselves. A second major area of change is how we are going to be pricing healthcare. Now, as we know, the pricing of healthcare is going through the roof. And what's happening is that Medicare and Medicaid are driving the future of healthcare pricing. They are moving to a value-based pricing away from a cost-based pricing. Now, cost-based pricing is what you're familiar with today. It really depends on the types of services a doctor provides or the number of patients a provider serves. It's all based on the cost of the service. It has nothing to do with the health outcomes, whether they're good or bad. And so what's been happening is our health services have been really based on cost and that cost keeps going up and up and up without necessarily improving the quality of our healthcare. Medicaid and Medicare are driving a change and they will drive the industry toward what's called value-based pricing. And they've already uh, announced and launched a number of value-based pricing programs. This pays providers based on the quality of the service they provide and the health outcomes provided to patients. This offers better outcomes at lower cost because providers, hospitals, everybody will be based, their, their pay, their income, their, their compensation will be based on the quality of service and the health comes provided to patients. Now, in order to track this, uh, these new qualities of service, we have to come up with different measures on how we're going to uh, measure quality of service. And we have to come up with quite a bit of tracking software to do this, which is why you're going to see more tracking software that you have access to. So tracking patient progress between visits is going to be a new thing. What does the patient need in tests, medications, coordination of care? As I mentioned before, care is not just a single person event, it really is a team event. So we're looking at how do we track patient progress between visits. So there's more of a continual monitoring of what your needs are. We also want to, in a second way, evaluate evaluate patient risk to optimize hospital stay and reduce readmission. Again, with smart technology, we can have intelligent risk scoring from mass patient data and collaborative care teams. So if you fall into a certain risk category because of all the other experiences that patients had, we can guide your healthcare based upon your risk. So we optimize a hospital stay and reduce readmission because you're being taken better care of at home and you're being released from the hospital when you should be. A third trend is sharing patient data with the patient. What an idea. What a great idea. This helps compliance with care. It helps with coordination and it helps with patient satisfaction. If you're getting feedback about how you're doing, number one, you can take better action. You can, you can follow doctor's instructions more easily. You can see your own results. Are they getting worse? Are they getting better? So it's a key thing to start sharing patient data with the patient. And then the fourth big trend is to do trend reporting and workflow improvement. So in general, how is all this working? Is population health improving? Uh, is, and is this improving workflow in, in the medical care system? 
How can we work better as teams to improve our workflow based upon trend reporting? So it's those four dynamics that are driving measurement of patient care and therefore the switch from cost-based pricing to value-based pricing so that we are more focused on quality of care and our health outcomes, not just the cost of the service. Another huge area, cost of drugs, and I'm sure that is a sore point for many of us, as I know it is for me. Prescription costs. There's a lot of people in high deductible plans, and they're in high deductible plans because it costs the least per month. But when it costs the least per month to be in the plan, you get typically high cost drugs. And some of those costs can be six dollars to $10,000 per month. So what's the industry trying to do about that? One is to move to generics as much as possible. There are brand name drugs and they are certainly expensive because they take a lot of money to develop and test and trial to see if they really work. But we really do have to go to generics as soon as possible. There are something called pharmacy benefit managers. They operate in the middle of the distribution chain for prescription drugs. That's because they develop and maintain lists or formularies of covered medications on behalf of health insurers. <clears throat> so health insurers provide the insurance, but pharmacy benefit managers basically provide lists of medications which can be covered at certain prices. And these influence which drugs individuals use and determine out-of-pocket costs. Now, the good news is that pharmacy benefit managers, and there are maybe 50 in the entire country, but because of their size, they get to use their purchasing power to negotiate rebates and discounts from the drug manufacturers. And they can contract directly with individual pharmacies to reimburse them for drugs dispensed to beneficiaries. However, the PBMs, the pharmacy benefit managers, uh, managers may also have an incentive to favor high-priced drugs over drugs that are more cost-effective because they often receive rebates that are, that are calculated as a percentage of the manufacturer's list price. The pharmacy benefit managers receive a larger rebate for expensive drugs than they do for ones that may provide better value at lower cost. So what we really have to do is work with pharmacy benefit managers so that they, are, again, are incented to deliver uh, pharmaceuticals that really do uh, deliver the best outcomes and the best care. But until we get there, if you're on a high deductible plan and you have copays and you're on a, a drugs list price, you may incur out-of-pocket costs. So you want to use generics as frequently as possible, and you want to compare prices using those apps that I mentioned earlier that about 40% of Americans are now using to compare uh, health costs. Now, let's talk about pharmacies and access. 33% of neighborhoods in America's largest cities lack convenient access to a pharmacy. Virtual solutions are bridging this gap and supplement not having a physical pharmacist available. So how can we leverage virtual innovation to expand digital pharmacies reach while also empowering brick and mortar locations? So what you're going to be seeing in the, in the near future, and we're starting to see this more and more, 
is digital pharmacies being able to order drugs online um, and also having um, automated delivery. But what we're already seeing, and this is, um, this is a huge uh, purchase here, Amazon has um, purchased PillPack, and we all know how wonderful Amazon is at fulfillment and delivery. And now with PillPack, they're going to be delivering a lot of your prescriptions very conveniently through their huge world supply chain. Now, let's talk about the world supply chain. We hear right now that there are lots of supply shortages, and that's partly because of the disruption of COVID. Things have been backed up in ports. It's been very difficult to get uh, different products in many different industries. Wherever you're buying, prices have gone through the roof. The good news is that in terms of vaccines, and I'm talking specifically about COVID, huge capacity has been built due to COVID. Huge capacity has been built for vaccine distribution and drug distribution. And what's happening is instead of distributing a drug or a vaccine from one location, there's more regionalization now for shipping and stockpiling rather than just doing it out of one factory. So this has gotta be more like defense spending where we need to invest in this kind of <clears throat> capacity, even though we may not want to use it right now. We continually invest in our defense spending. We need to do the same thing with our world supply chain for medications, vaccinations, so that we have it ready uh, for when there will be a, an emergency. The good news is, and this is truly amazing, the, the world is soon gonna be swimming in vaccines. By December, um, it's expected that over 1.5 billion doses will have been uh, distributed around the planet. There are only 5 billion adults on the planet entirely, and the industry has shipped 1.3 billion doses. So this has been truly an amazing achievement. The pandemic readiness, it was we took six months to get a vaccine, and then we did clinical trials and 1 billion doses within six months. That's an incredible, not only research accomplishment, but also manufacturing and distribution accomplishment. And this is going to really help us with future delivery of drugs and care because of these manufacturing capabilities that have been developed during COVID. In-home care is another big area that's going to be increased. There's more care. We want to move care from hospitals to home and communities, and the pandemic has accelerated this. There's now virtual home care delivery and home house calls. Consumers want this. It costs 15% less to deliver care in the home, and it's a much more holistic approach because the provider gets to see you in your home environment. And there's lots of technology that can be employed to measure and intervene with patients in their homes. So I just want to take a break here. And again, we've been, this is almost like Charles Dickens, the best of times and the worst of times. We've had the worst of times with the COVID pandemic, but we've really had the best of times in terms of our human capability and intelligence of meeting new needs and really developing healthcare for the future. COVID has 
you know, there's a blessing and a curse. It's been the curse of COVID, but the blessing is we've really gotten a lot more innovative about how we're delivering healthcare from manufacturing, from thinking about changing in prices to more home delivery, to more availability. This is all going to be a very uh, interesting 10 years next as we begin to address the inequities and the and the the gaps in healthcare now that we've seen them so clearly and because they've been so exacerbated during COVID. Um, so we're taking all this to say, okay, healthcare, we've got you for the future. This is the direction we're moving, and you're going to see some huge movements. So I'll be back again in our third segment after this break. And we're going to be talking about what you can be doing to improving your healthcare in this new healthcare environment. And I look forward to sharing those ideas with you. If you do have feedback for me, please do visit gotohealthmedia.com slash get updates. And you can leave comments there for us, or you can give us a testimonial about what you like and what you'd like to hear more about at gotohealthmedia.com slash testimonials. We'll be back with you in a minute after these, after these few commercials, and we'll be able to talk about what you can do to improve your health and elevate your life. Stay with us. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Today, many doctors prescribe basic pharmaceuticals to their patients who aren't feeling well or have various aches or pains. Is this the right course of action for all patients? We don't think so. Find out about healthy, natural ways to help you feel your best by tuning in to the CBD Ed Show with host Ed Cheney. Ed and his guests will explain full-spectrum CBD using the whole hemp plant for good health and answer all of your questions about CBD and natural treatment in general. Listen Fridays at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern, on Voice America Variety. In the spirit of Have Couch, Will Travel, Dr. Carol Lieberman creates a haven of sanity in an increasingly insane world. Each day we are bombarded with news of events that have never crossed our wildest nightmares. Society is spiraling out of control and everyone is reeling from it. But now there's an answer. The best way to keep sane in this insane world is to tune in to Dr. Carol's Couch on Voice America. Dr. Carol, a certified media psychiatrist, will broadcast live from her Beverly Hills office every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific time. Call or log in and get help with whatever is sending you reeling whenever you need a soothing voice to calm and advise you. That's Dr. Carol's Couch every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific time here on America's Voice, voiceamerica.com. Want an insider's pass to everything that goes on in Hollywood? Join Summer Helene every week for Behind the Scenes. Summer Helene is known as the Duchess of Hollywood because she knows the insiders, legends, and celebs and brings the stories, the gossip, and the backstage scoop. It's the real Hollywood, though. So this program is for adults only. Behind the Scenes can be heard live every Friday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time and 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. You are listening to Go to Health Radio. To reach Jonathan Marks or his guest expert on the live program, 
Call in to 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to Jonathan Marks at GoToHealthMedia.com. Now, back to this week's show. Okay, so welcome back to our third segment. This is really an important show for me because this is really about the future of healthcare and what's happening at the industry level and what we can do about it. And I always like to end with what we can do about it because information is great, but I know we also like to you know, take control over our lives. And what the purpose of this show is to elevate your life with expert healthcare news you can use. So let me just review what we've been talking about this last hour. We talked about the sad facts of COVID and figures and what kind of toll it's taken on the United States and the world in general. But we've also talked about some very exciting developments on the horizon in terms of scientific discovery and also technology. Huge issue is about access to healthcare. There are way too many people who do not have access to good healthcare. They can't take good care of themselves because it's either not available locally or it's too expensive. So we've got to fix that problem. Now, Medicare and Medicaid are driving the future of healthcare costing by driving for value-based pricing rather than cost-based pricing. So pricing in the future and reimbursement to healthcare providers and uh, hospitals and everybody else is going to be driven by more healthy outcomes for patients and not the costs of the care. Are you delivering better health outcomes? Are you delivering better patient experience? Are you delivering better health care and coordinated care? Again, healthcare is not just a one-person delivery system. It's a team delivery system, and we need to have great team uh, performance to get better health care. We also talked about pharmacy pricing and how that can come under control through pharmacy benefit managers being changing some of their financial incentives uh, to not always go for the higher priced drugs and profit in that way, but really going more towards generic drugs and providing the best drugs to provide the best care. And we've also talked about new aspects of pharmacy delivery uh, so that it can be more convenient to you uh, so that you can get your products in the home and more conveniently. And the final big area is in-home healthcare. And this is really where I want to focus on for the rest of this show, which is the kind of control we can take over our own health. So there's a big move now, uh, not only to come up with the greatest inventions that, you know, uh, you know, just are are, um, market breakers and, you know, just, you know, change the world. The the focus really is now about not ingenuity, but about effectiveness and effectiveness comes from okay, we've got a new technology, but the question is how much are people able to take advantage of the technology? How much are they able to improve their health with the technology? And that is now becoming uh, the the goal of uh, new technology is what kind of difference is it making in not only your health, but community health and population health. So where where I'm focusing right now is what you can do. We're going to see, and there are already available hundreds of apps online where you can manage your own healthcare, where you can manage your own health information, 
where you can get drugs and devices delivered to you conveniently. I really encourage you to start taking a look at what's available online, uh, both on your computer, on your phone, on your tablet. There are lots of apps out there that can really help you manage your own healthcare so that we don't have to be passive about this. If we want to be in better health, we really have to take charge of our own health. And all this technology online is making this more capable. The second thing I want to urge you uh, to think about is what kind of quality of life are you living? Are you eating healthily? Um, we've talked in the last couple of shows about the connections between um, your, your gut and your mental health, how much the, how, how the food, the quality of the food that you take in, the nutrients you take in affect not only your whole body, but your mental health as well. So you're responsible for what kind of nutrition you're putting in your body. Is it good nutrition? Is it helping your body? Are you giving your, uh, your body the nutrition, nu nutrients it needs to function properly, not only physically, but also mentally? So that's really an area you can learn more about and take more control of to make sure that you're living a healthy life in terms of your nutrition. Let's also talk about your lifestyle. There are so many chronic diseases now that we suffer from that are really called lifestyle diseases, whether it be heart disease, uh, diabetes, cancer, there are any number of, of very chronic and, and deadly diseases that we can really have an effect over with our lifestyle and changes in our lifestyle. Are we getting enough exercise? Are we getting enough sleep? How are we reducing stress? How are we managing ourselves from day to day? We can really be actors in this. this. This is our lives. It's the quality of our lives. What role do we want to play in our own health? And that takes some work and it takes some devotion of time and energy. So I encourage all of you to focus more on the, the quality of the nutrients you're bringing into your body and also the quality of your lifestyle so that you can take um, accountability and be accountable for the quality of your life. It's not just up to your physician, but it's also the quality of your life and you're responsible for that. And I, I think the fourth area that I would um, uh, ask you to, to consider is, is really to be open to learning about new technologies, uh, new approaches. <clears throat> we are, you know, continually learning about advances in technology. We're continuing doing clinical trials on what works and what doesn't. And part of the, the purpose I have for this show, because I've been in medical communications since 2001, it's 20 years now, um, there really is so much great information I love to share uh, with you and with populations of the public and also with health professionals. I do quite a bit of training of health professionals. I'm a trainer for the U.S. Centers for Disease Control, so I love to bring evidence-based information to the different audiences I reach, whether it be members of the CDC, members of the health profession, or members of the public. This is what I'm dedicated to in bringing you the best information I can from evidence-based res uh, resources um, so that you can learn how to better take care of yourself with the best information we have. So um, I thank you for being with me on the show today. 
Um, I really have got a lot out of attending the health conference, which just happened in Boston. It happens every year. And it really, um, there were 6,000 attendees, 300 speakers, 500 sponsors. And this really is a team effort on how industry can bring better health and better health outcomes. And I also forgot to mention government, how government can bring better health and better health outcomes. Um, so um, please do stay with us. Um, I, I really enjoy presenting to you and I hope you have found a lot of these facts and figures of help. Again, uh, if you'd like to uh, download this, I will be um, in a few days be uh, uploading a, uh, a PowerPoint presentation, which you can download. So you have some of these facts and figures and can track what the big changes are coming up in healthcare. Um, again, it's very exciting between where we're going to be moving with access to healthcare, all the different kind of apps you can have on your phone or your tablet or your computer, how you're going to be tracked. And this is not big brother thing, I'm not talking about that, but how your healthcare can be tracked through a different illness or condition so that you get better care and better health outcomes. And again, that's what we're really focusing on is how do we get healthier? How does the United States improve its position in the world where we are last in terms of health outcomes, but first in terms of health costs? We really need to rebalance this so that we take all the know-how and the experience and, and the expertise in this country and have it benefit us as a population. And instead of waiting for that to happen, I'm really encouraging you to take your place in taking care of yourself and advocating for yourself um, by using some of these new technologies and having better access to healthcare, either in the home or in, in the healthcare office and working with your provider to assure that you get better care. So, if you've enjoyed this show, please do give us a testimonial on um, either Facebook, Twitter, or LinkedIn. You can also leave a testimonial for us at gotohealthmedia.com, and you can click testimonials there to do that. Again, our audience is growing each month. We're now in 23 countries. I'm very happy about that. And please do share this show with your friends so that we can get more accurate health information out to the world about what's happening in the world of health and medical care, and also how you can affect your own health and take responsibility for it. So I think that's all I have for today's show. Um, I might be calling it a bit short, but really that's what I wanted to share. Thank you so much for being with us again. Uh, you can visit us at gotohealthmedia.com, and we've got a lot of interesting topics coming up. If you want to tell me what topics you'd like to hear more about, again, go to gotohealthmedia.com, click up or get updates, and you can let me know what kinds of topics you'd like us to provide, um, and we're happy to do that. We've got some new shows coming up for this fall, which I think you're going to find very interesting. That's it for today calling it a bit short, but I hope you found this helpful. Thanks so much, everybody. We'll see you again next week. Thank you for tuning in this week to Go to Health Radio. 
Be sure to join Jonathan Marks and another health expert next Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time and 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. You can also catch the program on your favorite podcast platform. Until our next show, be sure to visit us on the web at gotohealthmedia.com and elevate your life.